The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Charged to police say an 11-year-old boy drove three hours by himself to try to meet up with a man he had met on Snapchat here in Charleston. Police found the boy after midnight Monday driving along Rutledge Avenue. When officers stopped him, he told them he had driven all the way from Simpsonville in the upstate and was lost. He then told police he took his brother's car and drove here to Charleston to live with an unknown man he had met on Snapchat. Police were able to contact the boy's father, who was in the process, he says, of reporting his son missing from Simpsonville. The father then drove down here to Charleston to pick up the boy. Police have launched an investigation into the unknown man who police think may have lured the 11-year-old boy here. What? An 11-year-old little boy? My children are about to turn 12. They could no more drive a car than the man in the moon, although we have practiced in a field by the church in Macon. I will confess to that, but that's private property, so nobody try to arrest me. Driving hours on end based on a, a, a Google map search or ways at night? And the worst part, I don't know what the worst part is, to meet a man he met on Snapchat and go live with him? I, I, I don't even know what to say for once. For once, I'm speechless. What in the hay was he reported missing? Did anybody notice the car and the little boy were gone? Out of all those hours on the nobody noticed there's an 11-year-old on the road. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. You were just hearing our friend at WCSC. That was Bill Sharp describing what happened. If you go to CrimeOnline.com, you can see the video, and I'm looking at it right now. An 11-year-old little boy all sunk down in the seat. He can barely see over the steering wheel driving on the highway three hours to go live with a man he meets on Snapchat. Okay, before I get any facts, let me just tell you who's joining us. Mark Tate, renowned Savannah trial lawyer, and also with me, victim, child victim turned survivor, Alicia Kozakevich, now strident activist, Dr. Bethany Marshall joining me from the heart of psychoanalysis. And I'm not talking about Prague. I'm talking about Rodeo Drive. Boy, do they need a shrink, and so do we. Also with me, former federal prosecutor, first ever national coordinator for child exploitation prevention and interdiction. That's a mouthful. Francie Hakes is with me. And forensics expert, the founder of Bare Bones Consulting, Karen Smith, right now to Ann Emerson, our friend at ABC News 4 in Charleston. Ann, nobody noticed 
a boy was driving three straight hours on the highway? Nancy, this this story just blew me away. When we saw the press release for the first time come across our desks, we just, I couldn't close my mouth for a while. I it It is the worst case scenario for so many reasons. What we did learn, though, was that this this child had been reported missing 24 hours earlier on Sunday morning. I've asked Simpsonville Police Department like three times, are you sure we have our days correct here? Sunday or Sunday morning, early morning, he was missing. 24 hours later, he shows up in Charleston. Well, I don't understand it. Did nobody issue an Amber Alert? Exactly. Do you see? That was my question I wanted to oh, ask you. Don't, don't, don't tell Mark Class about that. You know how he is about issuing Amber Alerts. Oh, dear Lord in heaven, for those of you just joining us, take a listen to our friend. This is ABC News reporter Ann Emerson. This is the intersection in downtown Charleston where an 11-year-old driver ended his three-hour trip from his home in Simpsonville, South Carolina, all the way down here to Charleston to meet a man he says he met on Snapchat. Joining me in addition to Ann Emerson from ABC News for Charleston, my longtime friend, a woman I wish you could get to know as I have, Alicia Kozakevich. Alicia met as a child, you know, an insecure girl at school. I, I guess everybody's insecure in middle school and high school. Looking back, I guess I was too. Every, just nobody feels like they fit in. She met a friend online and her parents did everything right. It was a little girl. But then after a period of time, the little girl admitted he was a little boy. But they were already friends. It was only later when she stepped out of her home to meet her friend, she was pulled into a car and kidnapped. Alicia Kozakevich, tell me the name of your website. It is com. So the shorter version of my name. K-O-V-A-K. And it is incredible. Guys, take a listen to our friend, Sarah Dennett at News 3. As a 13-year-old, Alicia Kozakevich started to spend more time at her family's computer. The internet was becoming more mainstream, and teens were logging on. She created a screen name and started getting introduced to other people through friends. What Alicia didn't know was exactly who she was talking to. I thought it was somebody around my own age. And I didn't think anything else. Now people go, how could you not know? But I was a 13-year-old kid. 13-year-old kids think they know everything. That friend turned out to be 38-year-old Scott Tyree, a computer programmer from Virginia. And after months of grooming Alicia, he took a trip to her home in Pennsylvania. What she does remember is slipping out into the bitter cold January night. My intuition and said, Alicia, you need to go home. This is really dangerous. What are you doing? And I went to turn around and I heard my name being called. And next thing I knew was in a car. And this man was squeezing my hand so tightly and he was barking commands at me. Be good, be quiet, the trunk's cleaned out for you. And then he explained to her that he had made a, a very comfy place for her in the trunk. What she may not have known is that his screen name was Master for Teen Slave Girls. After days and days and days of the worst type of abuse, the time came when Alicia thought she would be killed that evening. Alicia, I, I was reliving your story as I was working on my book. What do you have to say to parents Right now, this child, this little 11-year-old boy, was on Snapchat and drove three hours to meet a man he met there to go live with him. It's, it's horrible. My heart goes out to this little boy, and I'm actually really glad that we don't know his name because that means that he will be able to move on from this more easily and get the help that he, he needs. But this, this young boy, this child, this baby. He was certainly groomed by somebody. Somebody was convincing him that he should take these incredibly dangerous, illegal steps to drive across the 
to drive 300 miles and to live with this person. This child was in so much danger, and I'm so glad that he pulled over to ask the cop for directions. And the fact that he did that shows how innocent he is and how he doesn't see himself as even really doing anything wrong, that he didn't have a grasp on this at all. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. tried to write this, it sounded melodramatic, so I decided to stick to the facts. When Michael Wasilowski and I started corresponding, I was 15 years old, about to turn 16, and vulnerable. I was physically unable to process the gravity of our conversations, and he manipulated me heavily, taking advantage of my mental illness to push me closer to his desires. I backed out twice, and he berated me, pushing me to commit to him and his idea of a life for me. The second I left my home, my life was ruined. The first week Wysolowski had me in his home, he did unimaginable things to me and irreparably broke my spirit and sense of self. This abuse proceeded for 56 weeks. I developed severe OCD about a month after Wysolowski was released on bond, an escalation from a previous minor disorder. I checked locks excessively, counted steps, tiles, items, and numbers, and classified everything and everyone I knew into safe and unsafe classifications, hoping he would not hurt me again. It took me over a year to partially recover from a severe eating disorder from severe eating disordered habits directly related to his starving me and refusing me food, which went hand in hand with my OCD. You are hearing the heartbreaking victim impact statement of a little girl who was lured online, kidnapped, and held as a sex slave for fifty six weeks. That was Haley Burns, who has spoken at length. I visited a long time with her parents. They had no idea what was going on. To Dr. Bethany Marshall joining us, you know, at first blush, when you read this story, like the banner on CrimeOnline.com, little boy 11 drives three hours to live with Manny met on Snapchat, says police. Okay, that barely scratches the surface of what went on here, Dr. Bethany. It barely scratches the surface because when you first read it or our listeners hearing the story, we see it from an adult perspective at first. Like, why would 11-year-old little boy run away? Why, do, why would he want to live with a man? But when you think of it from the child's perspective, this is a little boy who has placed his trust in the adults around him. So the man who approaches him online is going to exploit his childlike nature and, as our guest said, groom him for a long, long time. And living with a man does not have the same adult meanings it has for you and me. 
It means maybe the man said, I'll give you lots of candy. You can eat cake every day. Um, We'll go to Disneyland. I'll take you to do fun things. But underneath the surface, this little boy bonded with this man. This little boy believed he could get into a car. He drove down the freeway at great risk to himself. He imagined he could have a whole new life with a whole new family. And this little boy, I think, thank God he was not actually abducted by the man. As our guest said, you know, he was innocent enough to approach a police officer and admit that he was lost. But just the fact that he allowed himself to be lured is going to be traumatizing in and of itself. He's going to need a lot of help to recover from this. Poor little guy, as Alicia Kozakiewicz was telling us, he doesn't even realize he's done anything wrong. He was so innocent. And that that really broke my heart when you said that, Alicia. He didn't even realize when he, he pulled up to a cop and asked for directions to Francie Hakes former federal prosecutor, first ever National Coordinator for Child Exploitation, Prevention, and Interdiction. Francie, what are the cold, hard facts about online luring? You know, Nancy, this story is so distressing, but what's really distressing is the point that you guys have already made, you and Alicia have already made. If you look at the bookend here, if you look at Alicia's story of survival, all the way to now, to this child's determination, to use Snapchat, to, to find a friend, and to drive 200 miles to be with that person, what it says to me is we are failing. We law enforcement, we officials, we experts, we're failing. Man, you're not kidding, Francie. You are not kidding. I've got so many notes. I, I don't even have paper. Where's the Amber Alert? Nobody said that, noticed the car was gone with the tag? Because I read by the hour every day i go to bed at midnight i get up at five and start reading again about missing children i never heard about this child missing but nancy it's worse than that of course that's a that's a primary factor here but it's worse than that why is the child on snapchat why aren't his parents monitoring his phone i and i know alicia i've been shouting from the rooftops for years that if you as a parent are not checking your child's phone if you don't know what your child is doing online, you are failing your children. And we as professionals, teachers, educators, we have to be constantly hammering that parents need to understand what their children are doing on social media. It's part of the responsibility. You know, if you if your child is sneaking out in the neighborhood and smoking and drinking, most parents have sort of accounted for that a long time ago, putting in alarm systems or making sure they know where their children are at all hours of the day or night. Now you've got intruders in the home. If someone was sneaking into your child's bedroom window, you'd probably know it. Well, that's exactly what's happening here. They're sneaking into your house to lure your children out. They're just doing it digitally. You know what? I feel like I've seen it all, but when I hear Francie Hakes and Alicia Kozakiewicz talking, I, I actually get scared. To Karen Smith, forensics expert, founder of Bear Bones Consulting, joining me out of the Florida jurisdiction, Karen, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a tough case to prove, but can it be proven digitally? Hey, wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you this. Let's just start with Snapchat because, you know, I get in front of the twins and go, give me your phone. And if they argue with me, then I can tell them to their face, there must be something wrong if you don't want mommy to look at your phone. Um, and usually they don't mean to look because they're in the middle of making a TikTok. You know what a TikTok is? No, That's where I you, don't. No. Wait, it, Karen Smith, you don't know what a TikTok is? I, I have no idea. Well, let me teach you. It's you'll learn soon enough uh, when you join my joy and have twins. Listen, it's uh, when you go and you, Francie, it's when children can go onto TikTok app and they make their own video and they last like mm, 10 to 20 seconds and they can do effects and you know they work on them they create little videos and they can put them online and other people can you can look at other people's if you know their name and their handle but long what i don't get francie if karen does not know about tiktok i'm going to go to you francie on this one how do you check somebody's snapchat well you know nancy that's a great question there are apps out there 
and all you have to do is look them up. There are apps out there that allow you to monitor Snapchat. You can. It's one of the things I talk to kids about all the time. They use Snapchat because they think that these images that they're sharing or the messages disappear, but they don't. They're always present on the Snapchat servers, and there is software you can put on your phone to capture, hold, and preserve whatever someone else is sending you on Snapchat. So as a parent, you can do the same thing. And like I said earlier, you're crazy if you're not up to date on TikTok or any other app that your child is using. And parents are just, you know, I think we're behind. We get old, Nancy, and we're not paying attention anymore. We don't understand the apps. We don't know what they're doing. And there's constantly a new app that all the kids know about that they don't want the adults to know about. You know, I hate to say this on broadcast, but Facebook, for example, once all of us uh, parents and adults got on Facebook, the kids jumped off. Now they use the other thing, like TikTok. Alicia Kozakiewicz wants in. Jump in, Alicia. Yeah, so speaking to that point about monitoring your children, parents often, I get feedback from parents sometimes that they're saying, oh, that's an evasion of privacy. And I get that. I get that you may discover things about your children that you may not necessarily want to know but that it is so critically important that you do monitor their online activity on their mobile devices and their video games. And it may seem like an invasion of privacy, but it's, you have to do it to keep your child safe. And it's not to catch them in something. So if you found out that your child went to a party and they weren't supposed to, or they tried a cigarette or whatever things that kids do. It's not about catching them in those things and punishing them for those things. It's about finding out when things go really wrong, if your child is being cyberbullied, if they're being groomed, if they're being sexually exploited, that you can be ahead of it. Or that if something does go truly wrong, you have a blueprint of what happened and possibly a roadmap to where they are. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Good news tonight. That boy is back safe with his family. This is very much a joint operation here. Simpsonville Police and Charleston Police with a central question tonight. Who was that boy talking to? You are looking here at exclusive video. This is where a Charleston police officer talking with that boy. It happened around 1230 this morning. The boy was alone and told the officer he was lost. He said he was on his way to live with a man he met through Snapchat. He plugged the address in on a tablet, but lost the GPS signal somewhere along the way. Police tonight are describing the man as unknown. You have somebody who's chatting with an 11-year-old about 
traveling. So we're very cautious about wanting to make sure children are safe on the internet. The investigator tells us he's been in touch with the boy's family. He says at this point they do seem to be in good spirits. He didn't want to speculate on any potential charges uh, for the person at the other end of that Snapchat. Well, I want to. You're just hearing from our friend at WYFF. That was Taggart Hauk. An 11-year-old little boy driving three hours to, quote, live with the man he meets on Snapchat. This little boy, all alone, three hours away from home in his attempt to live with a guy he meets online. Now, randomly, and you can see the video at CrimeOnline.com. You see the car. It looks like nobody's driving it. Uh, it's a ghost car. The little boy pulls randomly into a restaurant parking lot, and there happens to be, and I completely believe this was divine intervention from heaven, At that park, in that parking lot was a cop car. Charleston officer Christopher Braun. It was about 1.30 in the morning. Braun, sitting in his police cruiser, noticed just a little boy behind the wheel in the vehicle. The little boy tells the cop he got lost on his way to go live with a stranger who befriended him on Snapchat. This child lived over 200 miles away from where he was found. He told Braun he took his brother's car and drove to Charleston to live with an unknown male. And that's according to a police spokesperson. Now, the dad, his dad's, Insignia tablet lost the GPS signal that was directing him to the address of the unknown man. So they've got to know who the unknown man is because the address is on the tablet. And that little boy didn't divine that from his crazy eight ball. He had to be told that address. He loses the GPS signal. Can you imagine out on the road? He's been gone now. I forgot how long, how many hours in Emerson, ABC News for Charleston. Had this child been on the road when he lost the signal, and You know, we're being told that he could have been on the road for 24 hours. We don't know how long he just kept on driving, but, you know, he was on however much gas he had in the car, Nancy. But, you know, it, the, the kudos to the officer for being able to keep that, that whole situation under control as this child without sort of freaking out and being like, there's an 11-year-old driving the car. He obviously was a child, but he treated him with so much respect. You can see it in the, in the video, how he gets out. He shakes hands with the little boy. I guess they're having sort of an introduction um, and have a minute to talk. And, 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 and I, arguably, the chief even says, the police chief told me right after this happened, they really got in front of this because they really wanted uh, parents to have an opportunity to to talk to their children about this scenario. Um, but arguably, this officer saved this child's life. Um, and it, it really it really speaks to uh, what we need to. W- this is an unbelievable opportunity to uh, that came out with the best possible scenario after what this child had already done, had already been on the road all of the risks that had already happened to uh, to learn something right now. Well, I don't understand Ann Emerson, ABC News for Charleston, because what I'm understanding is that the father was, quote, in the process of reporting him missing. I know. That, had he not been reported missing? He, According to dispatch, this child had been reported missing at 1.20 on Sunday morning. Um, one, uh, almost 24 hours later, that is when the Charleston police reported uh, this child uh, had been found. So there seems to be well, a I huge... Wait, 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 hold on. I, I feel like I'm drinking from the fire hydrant. Ann Emerson with me with all the facts from ABC News for Charleston. Karen Smith, forensics expert, Beer Bones Consulting. If he had his dad's tablet, can't you do find my iPad or find my tablet? Absolutely. Yeah. If there's uh, an app on your phone, like we have find my phone on most people have iPhones now find my phone. Yes. You can trace that. There's also a thing on Snapchat called snap maps, Nancy. I did not know this, but it's a way that people can trace you in real time. So if he had Snapchat on that tablet, I'm not sure how the police would go in and find that metadata inside that tablet, but they can trace where that child went and hopefully also find the address 
of this predator that was finding this little boy and luring him to his house. And Francie Hanks, former federal prosecutor, isn't it true? Well, well, I'm not sure with Snapchat. Can you pull up the dialogue, what they were saying to each other? Or am I going to have to rely on what the little boy can remember? Nancy, that's a great point. And I really sincerely hope the FBI is involved here because they can certainly serve process on Snapchat, get that information from the Snapchat servers. It's the dirty little secret that kids don't know is that that material is stored on the Snapchat servers. And also importantly here, Nancy, if the FBI gets involved and we have a federal prosecution of this man, you're looking at very serious jail time for luring a child like this over the internet. He faces a possible penalty of a 10-year mandatory minimum federal prison sentence. So I sincerely hope the FBI is involved already. Joining me right now, veteran trial lawyer out of the Savannah jurisdiction. You know his name very well if you are in the trial world. Mark Tate joining me. Mark Tate, no offense, but how do you do it? (laughs) I mean, how would you defend a case like this? Well, I think it's uh, in terms of luring a minor for an uh, illicit purpose, it's indefensible. Uh, I think, however that uh, there might need to be a Department of Family and Human Services uh, investigation into how this child could be so negligently supervised. The parents have a duty to their minor oh, children. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're blaming the parent? You're blaming the parents? Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, Mark Tate, as much as I want to fight with you, how do you just notice at 1.20 a.m., your child is gone. I don't know, though. Let me think this through. My husband goes into, like, a deep sleep state at about 9 p.m. I mean, he can fall asleep sitting straight up. Of course, we do get up sometimes at 4.30 in the morning. But, so I know he's tired. I'm awake. It's an 11. So I, I, but he goes straight to sleep. Sure. Nancy, this is an 11-year-old I, You know, boy. maybe this dad did that. He gets up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, and then he notices his son's gone. Maybe that's how it happened. Right. And we're always so, so you know, it's I don't know the, the, the story to there. The but, of course, Mark Tate, I knew you'd blame the parents. I don't. But what saying, about your potential client, the guy that lured <laughs> him on Snapchat? What about him? Thank you. I think that that person would be somebody that I would rather look into uh, allowing the criminal authorities to charging. And I would like, uh, rather than becoming involved in defending this, uh, rather on behalf of the family, file a lawsuit against him for illegally luring their child. And I think he has civil liability for that as well as criminal liability. Civil liability? My rear end? This dude's going to jail, Oh, of course. No, he's, uh-uh. he's, in. We, oh. oh, absolutely he's going to jail, 100%. But there are many cases, many right here in Savannah, Georgia, where the criminal justice system, while effect, well, being as effective as they could, failed to get jail time against people, men that I know personally because I sued them uh, when they have raped 13-year-old girls and guys have walked with zero jail time because of the DA's fear of proving a number of things. Whereas I sued wait a minute, that wait a man and Jackie, that man's Jackie, and they Jackie, paid over a million dollars. Look at my arm. Jackie, look at my arm when he said, get off, walk free after raping a 13-year-old child. Look at the chill bumps going up my arm. Yes, no, that you know actually what? I'm leaving the studio. I'm going to go check on the twins right now because Mark Tate has just scared me out of my skin. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, 
musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Charleston police have now reunited an 11-year-old boy from Simpsonville with his family after the boy drove 200 miles throughout the night. Police say that the boy was going out to the coast to meet a man he met on Snapchat. Around midnight, the boy pulled up alongside an officer and told him that he had just driven three hours and he was lost because his GPS signal didn't work. That's our friend at WLTX anchor Darcy Strickland speaking and with us from ABC News for Charleston and Emerson. But first to Alicia Kozakiewicz. Alicia, tell me how an innocent child, you were just 13, my children are about to turn 12 and our big decision is, is Lucy really going to get her ears pierced? I've tried to scare her away for 12 years talking about oozing infections and anything I could. But I think the time has come. And that's our big question, okay? And John David's big question is for his birthday, are they going to go to a a trampoline house? And are they going to have pizza or hot dogs? That's what they should be worried about. But instead, you had to worry about a predator. And this child unwittingly has been exposed to a predator. How does a child get lulled into taking their brother's car and driving 12 hours in the dark to go live with a man on Snapchat? Children are naive, and it's easy to dupe a child. And really, the whole goal is pretending to be a child's friend. And most children have some level of insecurity. You can I had all the love in the world with my parents, and yet I still at times felt alone. And at some point in, the t- in time, every child is vulnerable. And when it comes to making decisions, children's brains aren't developed to make those sort of decisions. And they are at high risk and low impulse control. And sometimes make mistakes, but an adult should never take advantage of or exploit those mistakes. And it's, it's so sad that this has happened. Yes. Also, Alicia, you know, Dr. Bethany Marshall, I think it's like, and I'm going to get Francie to weigh in on this too, Francie Hakes. Bethany, it's like putting your toe in the hot water. It's okay. And you get used to it. Suddenly you realize you're boiling. And I think predators lure a child like they did when I was prosecuting not over the internet but I remember one little boy loved arcades and he met this guy at an arcade and the guy would slip him a quarter then suddenly he was anally sodomizing him at his home for a roll of quarters and his mom had no idea what was happening until she found a ten dollar bill in a little boy's pocket and did not know where that came from Same thing online. It's bit by bit, quarter by quarter, then a roll of quarters. Next thing you know, you've been molested. Nancy, you're absolutely correct. First of all, children become attached. It's a part of our survival system. When they meet another person who befriends them and makes them feel special, they will attach to that person if they're psychologically healthy. Secondly, when the child begins to betray their own parents by telling secrets and and the perpetrator says, oh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, your, your parents didn't understand you about this or that. The child gets drawn in and ensnared and then begins to feel guilty and blame himself or herself. The child places a, a certain amount of authority on the perpetrator. The child is lulled into a sense that this perpetrator is going to be okay and is going to be on their side. I think what parents need to have is an imaginative capacity to understand what can happen online. If you were sitting in a park, watching your child play on the playground, some stranger came up and started to befriending them, someone with an inappropriate age gap started to become authoritative over your child, 
you would walk up and intervene right away. Well, let me just say, Dr. Bethany, I would have his DNA under my fingernails. There's just no doubt about that, Bethany. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just because you can't see it does not mean it's not happening. We know that that predators congregate around schools, um, uh, bus stops, uh, at churches. They become choir directors. They become teachers. They also go online. It's just that we, what Nasha is doing is she's painting a picture for all of us. Francie Hakes, help me out. I, I don't understand so much about this. And you're right, Snapchat servers are designed to automatically delete messages sent in one-on-one chat after both Snapchatters have opened and left the chat. You can save the chat by pressing and holding it, uh, but according to you, it's also kept on the server. It's never really deleted. But Francie, uh, how did nobody notice him driving 12 hours he's 11 years old yeah nancy that's a great question and it's hard to understand it's it's always hard to understand when looking back at these crimes how they took place why did the child feel the need to leave his home in the middle of the night why is he so desperate or so hopeful that he steals his family car at 11 when he certainly knows he's not old enough or able to drive and drive 200 miles to meet this man and you have to assume that Alicia is correct, and I'm sure in the days and weeks ahead we'll learn more, but this predator was diabolically clever, as many of these people are. Those who have a sexual interest in children, they have a preferential sexual interest in children. They think and fantasize about how they're going to get access to a child, and they're adults. They're smart, they're clever, and they're motivated, and so they know exactly what to do or say. They study children. They spend time in the same place as children spend time in, playing games that they play, learning the interests of children in their age of sexual interest. And so they know exactly what to say to lure an 11-year-old out of his house. This person was so clever, which in my mind makes him infinitely more dangerous than the idiot who might stand around on the playground and be spotted by a parent. This guy is so much more dangerous because of his heightened cleverness and his ability to lure a child like this. It is frightening. Parents should be scared. And I hope they're all having conversations with their kids today. Well, I've got a question. Mark Tate, a veteran trial lawyer out of the Savannah jurisdiction, I think what's going to happen is... The defense lawyer is not going to say anything until they see what the state's evidence is, because if they commit to a defense, like, uh, he's never met this kid, he knows anything, <laughs> and then it shows his computer, they're having conversations, I mean, yeah. well, a conversation may not be enough to convict him. It may not be. You're exactly right. And, you know, while uh, this scares criminal defendants or even people under investigation, Uh, I always tell my clients uh, that you don't need to talk to the police, and you have a right uh, against self-incrimination, and you should exercise that right. And yeah, the police are probably going to go ahead and arrest you when you do that because they already know the answers or believe they do to the questions they're trying to ask you. But you're just going to have to kind of listen to the advice and do not talk to the police. And just because you don't commence talking to them when they want you to does not mean that you can't come back and decide to talk to them. And like I said, you're under no obligation to talk to the police. And a good criminal defense lawyer will tell this reprobate that. And then uh, that way uh, you're not incriminating yourself. But there's another factor that you got to keep in mind. You don't have to talk to them. But if you make a mistake without a lawyer and do speak with them, then you cannot lie. And if you lie to them, in addition to the uh, underlying serious crimes, you're also going to get charged with obstruction. And so, and they're very keen on that. And as your former federal prosecutor pointed out, you know, the FBI is going to be involved in this. And they are uh, really the elite of our on the ground federal prosecution. And they already know the answers to the questions they want you to provide answers to. Well, speaking of already knowing the answers to the questions, Alicia Kozakiewicz with me, child victim 
survivor, now crusader. Alicia, when, when you went out of your home after that wonderful holiday meal with your family, you go outside, you told me you had an inkling, this is dangerous, and then suddenly it was too late. When did you realize, like this little boy would have realized, I'm in big trouble? For me, my intuition spoke up. Once I was away from the technology, away from just that, in that quiet moment standing outside, I, I heard this little voice saying, go home, turn around, this is dangerous. And when I did, it was too late. And the moment I knew it was absolutely too late was the second I was in that car, I knew I was no longer in control of my life and that every second counted and everything that I did would matter to get to that next second. Alicia, with me, Alicia Kozakevich. Alicia, for those listeners that have not heard your story, please explain what happened to you and what could have happened to this little boy? I met somebody online who I thought was a friend. And this was really before there was there were any stories like mine to go off of. There was no internet safety education. There wasn't anything for my parents to talk about other than stranger danger. So I didn't have that knowledge that we have today. But I stepped outside to meet the person who had groomed me for about nine months and I thought this person was my friend and he kidnapped me and he took me from my Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania home to Virginia and held me captive in his basement dungeon and I was raped and beaten and tortured and kept chained to the floor. Miraculously, I was rescued because he was live streaming what he was doing to me to other people online and somebody was able to recognize my face in the missing poster as the little girl in this horrendous video put that together and called law enforcement. And I'm just, I'm so lucky to be here. And with that second chance at life, I've devoted my, my existence, my life to keeping other children safe. I started speaking out when I was 14 and it's, it's so awful that these stories are still happening. I knew back then that it would get worse back in no time. It was my space and there was barely Wi-Fi, and you were attached to your computer at home, but now the predator has access to your child 24-7, so you have to be so much more vigilant, and children have to know to protect themselves, too. Parents have to educate themselves, and kids have to be educated on how to stay safe, and then also kids need to know that they can go to their parents for help without fear of punishment or having their device taken away, that it is about staying safe, that kids have that comfort and that ability to go to a trusted adult in real life, so a parent or a guardian, that they can go to for help. But we have to have these conversations. Yes, it's an uncomfortable conversation, but we already have so many uncomfortable conversations with children. This is just another one. Kids need to know what to protect themselves from, because what you don't know can hurt you, and then you know about it. Alicia, when you tell me that story, it never fails to frighten me as a mom. We have Bark, and I am not a paid spokesperson in any sense, but I looked at all the alternatives, and I just picked Bark because I didn't know what I was doing, and I like it. It alerts me on my phone every time an ugly word, even if it's just simply D-A-M-N, pops up. Anything about hit, punch, kick, afraid, cut, anything like that, even if it's in a song, that, they're, that they've heard or downloaded, I get an alert. And then I go and I look at it and I, I see what it is. So far, it's been very innocent and benign. And I pray to God it stays that way. Ann Emerson, ABC News for Charleston, where does the case stand now? Well, right now, what we're hearing right now is that they have a um, the Internet Crimes Against Children task force. Uh, This is what I sort of gleaned from yesterday from the state attorney general's office here in South Carolina. Uh, They are involved. It's called ICAC. They're involved uh, because they had to tell me that because I wanted to interview them about just talking about it yesterday. And they basically had to decline because they're part of the investigation now. So we know now that we've got that task force working on that. I've also been in touch with the FBI as well, and I haven't been able to confirm yet their involvement, but I would be shocked if they weren't. 
Um, so we're, we're, that's where we think it's going right now. We've talked to both, you know, to both sides of the, the police departments about this case. Uh, we know that they're investigating it, and boy, they're keeping their cards close to their chest right now. Um, they even had the lead investigator for Charleston in the room as I was interviewing the police chief because they did not want one thing to come out about that, would, that may tip this guy off that he was found out. Um, or that there may be that the suspect could uh, get, slip away from them. So they were like, we, I, that made me think they are close. I mean, that just is my gut. I could be wrong. I, I, and I don't think I am, though, because I think there's just too many virtual clues on well, this guy. Well, Ann Emerson, if this little boy could find the guy's house 200 plus miles away, I believe police can too. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or slash CD for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.